When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Razaban IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's fight day here in Paris. Uh, with me, promoter Ben Chalon. Ben, it's been a few weeks. It's been a while. After the Taylor Catrell fallout, we, um, we wanted to re- take the time to redo our whole schedule. Move things around. Obviously, it wasn't easy with... Coley was meant to be on chief support, and so we had to sort of find a, a date and a venue to make that work, and then we've redone the whole schedule. It's been worthwhile have a few days to work out what you want to achieve and why, why you started, really. So um, it's good. I think we have a good schedule to announce next week, which will be, uh, which will be exciting. We'll come to the schedule next week. Obviously, we're here, Paris, for a reason. Your charge, Dan Aziz, uh, has had a very, a very active year, uh, been very successful. Coming out here, Lions Den, 8,000 French fans uh, to take the European strap away. Um, you're backing your man. Yeah, 100%. I think um, Dan, is, Dan, is, Dan is the guy that just keeps improving and keeps impressing. And I think for a fighter, when you start off in your career and you're not really sure, like we have fighters that we sign and they've got that path. And they know if they can just stay on the path, they'll, they'll be headlining shows and they'll be having these big moments. In Dan Aziz's career, there will have genuinely been times where he, he would have never thought that this would happen. And you can see that in every fight week. You can see that in his face. And to be chief support here in a sold-out arena in Paris before Tony Yoka, who is the, the David Beckham of boxing in France, it's, it's unbelievable what, what I've witnessed this week, even, even coming off the loss of Martin Bacoli. It's a, it's a special moment for Dan Aziz and uh, it's one that he's relishing. He just wants the big fights. He just loves that people are talking about him and that, who he's fighting and actually think, oh, is this a tough... You know, talking as when he takes tests, this is a big test. Like, he wants people to doubt him. He wants people to talk about him. He wants to be in those big fights and uh, it's, it's a pleasure to work with him. And um, long may it continue. I think he's going to have a massive year this Saturday. European title from Southern Area, now WBA number two. It doesn't get better. And the next title, there's only one left. And uh, what a journey. Obviously, we had the Adam Azim fight back in Wembley last month. Um, since then, this is your first show in the well for UK fans on Sky Sports. I know you got a Cody end of the month. Uh, how did this show come up? Because it looks like it's a co-promotion, not a boxer. Right? It seems like more of a co-promotion. You've got Lauren Price on here as well. So why France? Why couldn't this have been in the UK? I think, to be honest, we're just thinking long term. We couldn't do it in the first year. We want to work with other promoters. We see how hard that is to get the fights on when, you know, when you don't have that relationship. It means we can put on bigger nights with bigger budgets, with more broadcasters, make better fights, 
and it's a start. We've got one next month as well that will be in another territory all again. And yes, it's co-promotion. This is with All Star Boxing, who are based out here in Paris, and it's worked. It's worked really well. Usually, you know, for a UK fan, they've done the main event. And it's a and it's a great main event with two guys that everyone knows and Tony Oka we don't get to see very often and then the rest of it is 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 three UK fights on the television broadcast it's exciting it's it's really different for us to be doing shows obviously over here and then as I say one next month in a in a completely different country as well we did Tirana in Albania with Florian Marku in in the summer but it's definitely something we want to do. Um, we think it's important, especially for us, but for boxing in general. And we all live in our bubbles. In 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 the UK, we see the fighters that we see. In the, in France, they see the fighters that they see. And uh, I think the more we can open it up, especially using the platform of Sky, and uh, and joining the dots and and making things happen, and not being too precious around doing co-promotions. We're happy to do co-promotions, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, excited for tonight. I'm, uh, it's. Uh, it's been a great week, but tonight is, uh, is going to be a bit special. Well, we look forward to it. Only a couple of hours away now. Uh, ben, just in some other topics, uh, yesterday there was a flurry of videos going on social media between Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk. Uh, before yesterday, everyone thought the fight would be off because of the demands of Tyson Fury. Very clearly evident, Tyson Fury wanted a lot more money and a higher split. Uh, but yesterday, it seems like Usyk said, fine, I'll take 30%. Was that Usyk calling Tyson Fury's bluff? Maybe not. Maybe it's just Usyk saying, I want this fight so much, I don't care how I'm going to get it. And we all know that. And we all know that from his team. I know Alex Krasiuk and Igis, and they're straightforward. They just want to make the fights. And I think they've probably got to the stage where they've thrown the towel in and maybe it's worked. I just want to see the fight. Um, that's what boxing wants. That's what boxing needs. That's what we've been waiting for. The best fight in the best. How often do we not see it happen? Don't let this be another one. Um, hopefully it's not a bluff hopefully we see the fight obviously it didn't look good yesterday but maybe it, uh, yeah I don't care as long as we see the fight and hopefully on April 29th as well I mean if it didn't happen how shameful will that be for boxing that we there's no governing bodies there's no restrictions there's no complications other than you know money and, and we're putting aside legacy we're putting aside the opportunity to become an undisputed champion how bad would it be for boxing if it doesn't happen yeah very bad I know so many fans that I'm dipping in and out of boxing. They just get disillusioned when the big fights don't happen. That's the biggest concern. Obviously, we've seen it with now with Spence Corriford, but for this, the unification for the heavyweight titles would be disastrous. But I think, well, hopefully, I mean, I was yesterday I was saying there's no way this is happening. I was actually thinking this is disaster. But having seen that today, maybe it is. It has to happen. I think we have to look at boxing, and it's a longer-term thing as to how can the structure be more better put in place to make sure the big fights happen and that, that fights are less protected fighters are less protected at that level from not making the biggest fights that has to be something because every other sport manages to, to do it and make it happen and I know the bo obviously boxing is fragmented and there's different parties but I think there needs to be some sort of structure ruling, governing bodies, whatever it is to make sure the biggest fights happen and to put pressure on that and uh, when they need to happen, regardless of money and commercials that always stop everything happening in boxing. It's a sport and, and, and this, I've said it before, but this if it didn't happen, that would just be business ruining the sport, like purely business, no other reason. This is a sport. The best have to fight the best when they can and we all get to move forward. There's a lot of big fights. It doesn't mean that because 
Queensbury and um, Alex Krasiak are doing a show or Usyk Promotions doing a show that I should be upset that they're doing it that we come there's so many big fights to be made we should all want it to be made as quickly as possible and uh, yeah I think um, I think it needs looking at from a long term point of view as to how to save the sport from that just moving on um, we've got some comms out there's an event next week uh, with Boxer I think it was in Southland could you just give us some indication on what that might in- what that might be we are going to announce our schedule next week um, as I said we've redone it May April, May, June all at once it's exciting for us we've got world titles we've got fighters that are doing major things and um, yeah it's going to be a, it's, I think a lot of people will be surprised by the schedule next week there's more to add but yeah we, 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 we sort of as I say after the Taylor Catra we were gutted we had to change so much around we had to remove the undercard and we're still dealing with that situation but it just meant the whole schedule changed and sometimes it's hard to see that and when you're not wanting to clash as well where you can obviously the world it makes it difficult so completely went back to the drawing board redid rejigged the whole schedule and excited to announce it next week you said April, May, June, so that takes us into the summer. Can I just guess, is Eubank Smith going to be within that schedule potentially? Eubank Smith will, will happen in May or June. It will be announced next week. I think um, May 20th is the date that we've communicated to, to parties. Um, but in, I think next week's where we'll really, we'll really be able to announce details on it. But that's another exciting fight and, and one that we knew we were going to have to do if Liam came win as he expected. And... Um, but it's the same people saying that Eubank Jr. has got no chance as the ones that were saying that Liam Smith had no chance of knocking Eubank Jr. out. You know, the, the, the fans think that, you know, we, we should know by now nothing's a formality and nothing's con- con- conclusive. And that's why we love this sport. January 21st was a shock to many people. And that's why it was one of the best nights so far this year in boxing. So, um, yeah, excited to get that one announced. Got to ask you about this whole Conor Ben stuff that's happened. You did an interview earlier this week on Monday with with Piers Morgan. Uh, I'm sure you're keeping yourself up to date, just like everybody else is. It's not going to go away, Ben. You know, no matter what happens, you know, we're always going to talk about. It. We're always going to ask yourselves and, and the other promoters about and fighters about their stance. Regard because it's a serious issue. You know, he's not cooperating with the board. Doesn't want to cooperate with the board. He was going to now sue the board as well. Just your whole process of and thoughts on everything you've read and what is going on with the whole Conor Ben scenario? Look, I know you say I must be staying up to date with it, but not too much anymore. It is a, it is a bit boring. I think um, I've said what I've said on the situation and how it's been dealt with and the sport and any other sport would have just, it would have been so easy to, to, to deal with. I think, um, if I'm honest, I feel, I feel a bit sorry for Conor Ben. He is 26 years old. I don't know why he went on Piers Morgan or what it was intended to achieve. Um, so yeah, I mean, from the from the, the drug test side, I think it's blatant, and I've said it plenty and plenty of times. It's strict liability unless you can prove what happened, and so far that it hasn't been proven what happened, and so it's strict liability, and therefore punishment has to follow. It's as simple as that. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? What's the point? Fighters only fight once or twice a year anyway, so what's the point in, in being out for six months or a year? And I'm not looking to get keep Connor out of the ring. No way. I'm saying just from a boxing point of view, it's strict liability. You have to be able to prove, and therefore that means a punishment. And 
whether that's Connor or anyone, I don't care. From Connor's point of view, I do feel sorry for him. He's a young lad, 26 years old. People should remember that yet in their way. I'm not justifying it, but when he's going on Piers Morgan um, without a clear what it's trying to achieve direction, I do worry about who's around him sort of advising that and, and where that's coming from. Maybe I'm missing something where it's almost like bad, all bad, plus, bad publicity is good publicity at this stage where the numbers, I think there's so much interest in the story, maybe that is. But I think that's the, that, that is something I would say is that clearly he is, he is a young man and, uh, and maybe he needs some guidance on, on this situation and, and the drugs tests and the strict liability and all that is a separate point that boxing needs to address. But is it concerning to you as a promoter where, when the WBC received this 270-page document and then there's nothing in there for them to not punish Conor Bent, but obviously give a, their kind of defence to it, but they go away and they find their own reasons that it was actually con- contamination with eggs, but then Conor Bent says, no, it wasn't eggs, it wasn't what was in my documentation. So it almost contradicts the document, WBC, Conor Bent, and then Eddie Hearn did a number of interviews this week where he's very passionate, saying, we're going to move forward, we're going to fight, we're going to move forward, we're going to find an opponent. Pacquiao's been linked, Broner, Brooke, even Eubank Jr. So it's just it's like a little mini circus going on at the moment. Look, it's, it's laughable, but at the same time, boxing's messed up in so many ways that you can't even see this is something that's come to the surface. What more can I say? We, we are going to put pressure on things changing. If you look at isolated incidents and you say this person should behave better or this promoter shouldn't be doing this or this fighter shouldn't be doing this or this lawyer shouldn't be doing this, fair enough. But at the same time, it's human nature. They're going to do what, what a lot of people are going to do what they think is best for their interests. Simple as that. So if you start dissecting, why is he behaving like that? Why is this happening? No, take a step back and say, how is this allowed to happen? How is this even allowed to happen? How can people outsmart authorities and this and that? Is this a sport that is regulated? Is this a sport that is legitimate? That's what needs to be looked at rather than trying to measure everyone's moral compass because as much as there's things that I don't agree with that are being done, you're never going to be able to get everyone to agree to act in a certain way. It's the, it's the fundamental structure of the board and the rest of the world of boxing and the licensing of boxing and the regulations of boxing that has to be looked at. Otherwise, it's all just, this just turns its head all the time. We've seen it before, so why are we so surprised now? Eddie Hearn has said that one of the fights that Conor Ben could potentially have in the Middle East or America is Chris Eubank Jr. You've just said to me there that you're ready to lock in and announce potentially Eubank-Smith rematch. So can you confirm that, that Eubank won't be Ben's next opponent? Yeah, Eubank had... Uh, 30 days to activate his rematch clause he's already done that so that's all I know So, but maybe they're looking at um, after this fight I think that fight you, Chris probably knows is always there and probably isn't its biggest right now but this, at the same time why, you're asking me about a fighter that currently doesn't have a licence and isn't allowed to box yes he can be taken off wherever but that's why I feel slightly uncomfortable about it and again I have to stress I've got nothing against Conor Ben. And I, and, I, and I hope he, I genuinely wish the best for him and hope it sorts it out. But this is how it is at the moment and it needs to be dealt with. We were assuming that Josh was going to fight Catrell. You were going to announce it on Eubank Smith night. Josh gets an injury. You then announce Catrell's going to fight and keep himself active. Correct me if I'm wrong in any of this. 
and then all of a sudden Josh Taylor's now negotiating another fight with somebody else because they feel like you've breached the contract and you haven't used certain language in the contract to allow Jack to have that warm, keep warm fight. First of all, there was no one, no company, no promoter that put more into making sure that rematch happened. It was a complicated fight to make. Both networks, two promoters, big money. Josh is used to earning very, very big money out in the in the US, and to try and make that happen was 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 a challenge in itself. And we got it over the line. We got contracts over the line. We got numbers over the line, and we managed to get a venue that that Josh wanted to, the fight to be in. Early, as early as possible. Six weeks it was going to be after Eubank Smith. We did the gloves are off. Everything. Press conference, set up, everything. And, um, but Josh Taylor, I believe, is injured and, and let us know 48 hours before we were about to announce the fight. And it was gutting for everyone. But there was never any question mark in my head that the fight would happen. It's just Josh couldn't let us know at that point not just Josh but his team couldn't let us know when, when, when he was going to be fit and then they told us it definitely won't be May and we said well what should we do with Jack because he's been waiting 12-13 months for this fight already should we get him a tick over they said that was a good idea as long as it didn't push back the, the Taylor Capsule fight and we got that in writing from top rank so they knew that we were going to have to do it well we were going to do a tick over whilst we waited on Josh to communicate or, or Josh's team to communicate the date that we could do the rescheduled bout so we had it covered in writing first of all the contract we've signed says that the fight can happen any time in the next 12 months never mind just on March the 4th but obviously it's their next fight and there's an assumption that clearly it's their next fight which is why in writing we got should we do this we were told it was a good idea and that, and that as long as it didn't push back the fight and so I don't want to talk any bad on fighters. I think people know what's gone on. Um, I hope the fight happens. I'm gutted for Jack. I'm gutted for us ourselves. We've had to move so much around. We feel that we've got, we have a contract. We're not going to get goaded into. I feel like because we're the new boys and on Sky, and we're trying to not get into situations. And that's why I took, you know, some time out to say, hang on. How do we want to be? Do we want to be involved in this? In the sense, do we want to be involved in back and forth with promoters and fighters? We're just adding to what, why we even started. Sometimes you have to remember why you started. I don't want to go back and start saying it's this person or that promoter's done me or this or that. It is what it is. You know, we have a contract. Everyone knows what's happened. I've told you exactly what's happened. There's a reason why Jack Cattrall's now not fighting on March the 25th because the only reason he was was because he was fighting Josh Taylor. Now he just wants to go straight into the biggest fight, whether that's, if it can't be Taylor, it'll be, it'll be uh, Progre, I think. And we're not going to stand in the way of that. But I think it's clear as day. And I feel sorry for, for Jack more than anyone because we worked so hard to make sure that that fight got over the line. Um, that's the end of it. And, uh, yeah, we don't want to... We don't want to be perceived to add, be adding the problem and not getting fights done. And so we have to go back to the drawing board and work, and work shit out and, and work shit out with top rank. Um, but yeah, that's the situation. So yeah, I was surprised to be ever blamed for why that fight didn't happen when we'd absolutely done everything. But it's boxing and we're used to it, but we just don't want to get involved. We put the facts out and that's it. Just final one on this. If, if Jack does fight 
Progray and Catrides fight Teofimo Lopez and they're both successful. Would you revisit the rematch or is it gone? 100%. Why would we not? What out of bitterness? That rematch should happen. My worry is both fighters have to come through perhaps very tough fights. It should be next. And that's what the contract was for and on the basis of that the fight is next. Um, it might never happen because you never know what's going to happen in boxing. But it was there and uh, we'll see. But my priority now is just making sure Jack somehow salvages his situation with a big fight. And we're not going to stand in the way of anything like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the priority now and, and maybe it will happen one day. Um, Clarissa Shields, um, there was back and forth with herself and, and Savannah Marshall a number of weeks ago. But Dimitri Sita came out in the last 24, 48 hours stating that we've actually made an offer to Natasha Jonas, but it's been rejected. Uh, obviously, Terry Harper was a fight that was thrown at Natasha. didn't happen. I think Brackless as well was one. And now Clarissa. So can you confirm that that's happened? And then what's next for Natasha? Yeah, there was a, there is an offer, and it's up to Natasha Jonas. Um, it's not up to me. I can't, I can't tell fighters they have to get in the ring if they don't. You know, it's up to... I, I do believe that Tasha wanted or wants that fight at some point. But yeah, there was an offer and there is an offer. Has it been rejected though? It was, yeah, it has been rejected, not by myself. Um, but I think I don't want to, as much as we represent Tasha and we've had a great journey with her and she's a friend, it's a question for Tasha Jonas and, uh, and perhaps Joe Gallagher as to, as to that. Um, but in terms of the Shields-Marshall situation, we'll be able to announce something very big next week, which is uh, which is very exciting and that whole Jonas Marshall Shields hopefully all gets ironed out in the next seven days um, but yeah Dimitri is, is is correct but where are we with the kind of the cruiserweights at the moment and and that WBC belt the WBC belt I think there's a rematch in that and I don't think Badu Jack that was almost a veteran world title fight let's be honest that's what it was both no disrespect to either of them they bumped done amazing things in the in this sport Mugabe's been around forever and so has Badu Jack but Badu Jack will not go near Richard Riap or Lawrence Okoli or even Chris Billum Smith. They're elite level guys that I don't think he will go near. And I think there's a rematch clause anyway. Um, so that's that. In terms of the other IBF and, and Gulamari and, and Opatai, who's got his uh, mandatory against Mastanak, that's all. That's where the business I think is going to happen. Uh, that's where I believe they want to fight and they will come over to the UK and we're going to see unifications and we're going to see them all take each other on and Richard Riappour and Chris Billingsmith and Lawrence Okoli, none of them will turn down any heavyweight uh, cruiserweight bout now whether that's against each other or whether that's world title we, we've got that and um, next week will be part of that and the start of that but they're going to all be fighting each other I want to see unifications we want to see big fights in that cruiserweight division and I think this is the year um, yeah very, very big division, but I don't think yeah, there's no way Badu Jack, I, I, I believe, will be will be involved. Okay, Ben, uh, curious that we are short of time because we've got to get to the venue as well. So, anything else you'd like to add before we conclude? No, all I say is tune in tonight. Seven thousand sold out arena in Paris. Tony Yoka against Carlos Takam. Dan Aziz in a coming away, fighting a Frenchman in a European title. We should get behind him. Lauren Price fighting. People talk about people not taking fights early on in their career. This is a third fight against someone that can clearly knock people out. Four knockouts in seven for, for the European title in a only loss in her last fight. Um, and then McCauley McGowan 
who is a who's an absolute character and is coming out here against a very very well rated French guy who's very popular over here. It's going to be a tough night. Don't get me wrong for for him, but he's he's going to give it everything. So it's a it's a top quality night and one I'm really looking forward to. Atmosphere will be will be a bit special in there tonight. Ben Chalom, for TV. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.